0: Good evening, today is Monday, October 18th, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is step 10 into action. And our speaker is Pete B. Thank you, Pete.
1: Thank you. Hi everybody, my name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive Reader, recovered today by God's grace and mercy. I'm happy to be here on now what is going on my third hour of OA meetings for the day. Um, you know, I, I thought to myself, man, I, I don't like going to meetings, but I look back at my experience, I'm doing three, four hours a day of OA meetings, thanks to zoom and everything else. So, you know, it's great to be here. Great, great to talk about step 10. You know, I, I, uh, I attend the meeting that I go to, I swear, no matter what's, no matter where you are in the literature or what you're talking about, the the topic of step 10 will come up. Like it it doesn't matter. Step one, it's just step 10, step nine, step 10, step 12, step 10. It's like, it's like step 10 is the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the path to freedom that everybody must incorporate into what they have to say. And I, I mean, it's as important a step as any other step. And, uh, and, uh, That's all I'll say about it for right now. You know, just as, just as like, you know, just a bit of qualification. um, You know, I thought for a long time I had to quantify uh, and, 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 and share with you, you know, how I became this compulsive overeater, where it came from, right? Like I, I thought that the whole process of recovery was about finding out why I have this thing, right? Like I've uncovered why I have it and you know, what makes me, what makes me overeat. And you know what, look, look, my experience is that, you know, like all, all I know is this from as far back as I could remember, I have always gone to certain substances and had very little or no control over how much I took in unless some parent intervened. Right. Like I, you know, it didn't matter if I was scared. It didn't matter if I was happy. It didn't matter if I was sad in all of those incidences, I ate, I turned to food, right? I didn't, I, I, am not a compulsive overeater as a result of my history. I'm a compulsive overeater as the result of my biology, right? Like it's just, it's just, just my makeup. It, it, It just is what it is. It's as natural a part of me as the color of my eyes it's just that I have an abnormal reaction to certain substances. And if I want to blame them on, you know, the the temperature, emotional temperature, you know, the, ha- you know, my, my emotions, if I want to blame that, if I want to blame my eating on that, well, in my opinion, it's just an excuse because from when I was a little boy, I mean, I'm literally as a baby, I have a brother who's two years younger than me when he was getting the formula, the, the, you know, the bottle my parents couldn't leave me in the same room with him because I would take the bottle from him and send nurse from the bottle. I just, I, there was just certain things that, that, that just gave me joy and food happened to be one of them. You know, I can, my, my grandmother always had a big jar of candy and my, and my, and she always had a big bowl of mixed nuts. And, you know, like I, like it was yesterday, I can think about them saying, Peter, stay away from those nuts, Peter, get away from that candy. And it was just, it's just what I did. It was, it was just part of my makeup. And that happened, like I said, whether I was sad or happy, lonely or in a crowded room, you know, I just, I just ate. And that's just, and that's just the nature of the condition, right? Like I know this, I have, my body has an abnormal reaction to certain substances. If I ingest them and certain behaviors, and if I ingest them or I indulge in them, I am going to have a reaction that I can't control. Right. And I can I can I could be sitting with the Pope and the Dalai Lama on a stack of big books. And if I ingest those substances, that abnormal reaction is going to kick in and there's nothing I'm going to be able to do about it. And I know that from my experience and I know that from the experiences that you folks have told me as well. You know, which, which, which puts me into a very, very difficult situation for someone like me, because I'm a problem solver, right? Like I'm a big guy, uh, you know, I've been around the block. I was, you know, college football player a bouncer in you know, nightclubs and all well, you're powerless. Are you kidding me? How can I be powerless? It's just the, I just chose the wrong thing. I mean, I got to find this thing, right? I got to get this stuff. I got to get this diet, this guru pickle juice, sauerkraut juice. You know, I, I bought dirt in a bag, mixed it with water and drank it. Like It was basically mud because somebody said it would do something for me. It's just ridiculous. I pursued, I pursued addressing my compulsive overeating to the nth degree. And, and you know, and, and, and nothing has been more humiliating to me as a recovering, also alcoholic, drug addict um, to have to be driven to my knees by a pint of Ben and Jerry's and Dunkin' Donuts—it's just—it's just absolutely incomprehensibly demoralizing. And to think to myself that, you know, where I got to with food um, was where I was with alcohol when I left off is just is like I said incomparably, incomparably demoralizing. You know, I just—I just, you know, I—I—I was—I've uh, been to OA probably like around 2005, 2006. I, I, I joined a, I joined an OA group. There was a, it was a how group, some guy got up on stage and he, and he, uh, he took his belt, he took the end of his belt off and he held it out. It was, it was longer than his arm and there was still a loop underneath it. And I, and, and he was a big dude and I, and it was like, uh, and he told, it said how the how program got him down to this. He was still big right but he but but i was and he said this used to be my belt and i was like holy shit this is something like this is something else this could work and i joined right and i got involved in the how program and they had the eyeballs and the scales and the this and the that and the, you know the, the the in the ingredient and when you're 35 years old Right. And you're and you're active and whatever or whatever. You know, you you, you stop eating flour and sugar and whatever level of ingredient it's, it's in. And you get you, you get skinny, right, and handsome and attractive and popular and all that other good stuff that I was that I was dying for. And I thought to myself, I got this. This is, this, you know, I got this. You know, I would have, I, I, my, my I, they say, well, you know what, they, not in the how program, but I just decided I would take what I want and I would leave the rest and I would have, I would call it my program. And my program was I could eat according to what my sponsor said to eat for six days a week. And then one day a week, I'll eat whatever I want. And then I go back to the meeting on Monday. And I'd say I'm back. Had a little slip. Everybody would clap, and I thought it almost turned like it almost it was almost like, "Hey, welcome back!" So it's almost like I deserved it. You know what I mean? Six long days of abstinence followed by welcome back, and then they're cheering for me like I did something right, right? And it almost like became like reinforcement. You know, I had yeah, I, I had dropped like fifty five pounds, right? And then and then you know, one week, two, three weeks later, and yeah, and it, I, just long story short. In ten short years, all of the weight I lost came back and then some, right? And and, and uh, you know, in those ten short years, I got married, I had children, um, and I would have, and I and I would have like that. My experience was like almost like I was just like I was around OA. You know what I mean? Like I had I had all these I had all these people in my life, like they were in OA. You know, were you abstinent today? Yeah, I was abstinent. Oh, good job! Uh, I wasn't abstinent today. It was almost it was like it was like a. It was like a oh uh, it was like a a, a, a a weight watchers undergraduate program I was in I can't even explain it it was just, it was just ridiculous and, and, and uh, you know I gained 20 pounds lose 15 gained 25 lose 30 gained 55 you know over this 10 year period and, and and you know all the while I'm sober in alcoholics anonymous sponsoring people having big book meetings 12 step study guides, all these different things, and I'm just saying to myself, you know, I, I, when I finally, when I finally, you know, came to the conclusion, like that I could never do anything about this on my own devices, like I was 19 years sober, and thinking to myself that it maybe it may make sense for me to revisit drinking. You know, I just I was just I was just you know if I was doing so good. How come I feel so bad? And the reason why I felt so bad is because I had adopted this meditation practice. And in my meditation practice, I was aware that what I was putting in my body was injurious and I couldn't stop myself from putting it in my body. I couldn't live consistent with the, with the guidance and the direction that I was getting from this power that I was trying to align my will with. And I was, and I, and I was you know, just like I said, living in this incomprehensibly demoralized state. And, and, and the good news is, for me, is I, I, uh, I, I became, um, you know, I, I, was, I wanted to do anything in the world, including go to Argentina to get all of the parts of my body that gained all the weight back removed, right? Anything in the world but go to Overeaters Anonymous. Anything but go to Overeaters Anonymous. I didn't want the hugs. I didn't want the cheers. I didn't want the, the We Care book. I didn't want any of that. I, I, just, I, I just didn't want it. Because I didn't believe it worked. I didn't see anybody that was involved in OA that was living the kind of life that I wanted to live, but I couldn't live. Right. And it really was just, it was just my ego that was keeping me out. I wasn't willing to go to any lengths. I wasn't willing to do the things that the, the literature says that, I ha- that we have to do for this program. And fortunately for me, I decided that I found the phone meeting that met at the only time of day I knew that I can get to. And I started dialing into that line. I started hearing people talk about the fact that they, they were recovered and they haven't eaten foods in decades. And I thought to myself, can that possibly be, and there was no video like this, so you couldn't see. And it turns out it's possible. And, um, I worked the 12 step recovery program with a recovered sponsor um, as diligently and as, and as uh, passionately as you can work it with the number one intention of determining that it doesn't work. And that I'm still, that I will return to food. I wanted to, I wanted to prove that you can do all these things. If I do all these things, I'm still going to, I'm still going to be completely obsessed with food as I was 10 or 15 years ago when I joined over years anonymous. And, you know, my, My experience was even doing that, doing these things in disbelief, in entire absence, these things I did, these 12 steps I did probably 100 times from 1997 until now, until the time when I did it again in 2017, probably 100 times. Produ- and doing them an entire absence made a 100% difference and made a 100% difference. And I worked the steps as hard as I could work them with a recovered sponsor. And I did a real fourth step without a bucket of Kentucky fried chicken and a six pack of soda, right? Like I did all those things. I did my fifth step. I didn't have a lot of harms that I did to, you know, I didn't, I I did my fifth step. I'm sorry. You know, I, I I became aware of my defects of character. I humbly asked my God to remove them. I had a list of the person I, the the people I had harmed. And there weren't many people about that. Like I was walking, I was, I was walking in the sunlight of the spirit, of the spirit, but just whenever I got bored or excited or lonely or or, or, or whatever, I turned to food for excitement. And, and um, you know, so I didn't have a lot of, you know, uh, uh, background to clear up. And, and then I started hearing this idea about this step 10, what, what we're talking about. Before I, before I did that, I just want to say what, what, what um, you know, what became a critical factor for me is that at one point in time in, in this process, the sponsor I was working with had told me that, that she would not work with me if I relapsed. If I relapsed, I was on my own. And she also told me that I had to prioritize my recovery as, as significantly as I prioritize my AA recovery, my AA sobriety. And when I took my third step prayer, she told me that if I was going to take it, that I would have to, I would have to merge my sobriety with my abstinence. And if I broke my abstinence, I would break my sobriety. And that's how serious I had to, because I took it very, very serious. I got all the coins stacked up and all the, you know, the nonsense. And, uh, And it it was a critical, critical decision to make because, you know, I, I, my belief is that we eat for two reasons. Once we're recovered, we never really take the first step. We take a lot of step ones, a lot of admitting, right? Admitting I'm powerless. My life is unmanaged. A lot of admitting. Guess what? You put me in a room full of anybody, I admit anything. Admitting is admitting is nothing right the first step in recovery is that i concede to my innermost self that i have this condition which means i have to understand what this condition is how serious and significant it is right and the delusion that i'm like other people has got to be smashed which means by definition i'm terminally unique right i don't care what you people tell me about just another bozo on the bus i don't care it says i'm terminally unique The delusion that I'm like other people has got to be smashed. So I have to learn to live within the parameters of me, following the dictates and the guidance that my God gives me. Right? Is that my time? Am I coming up on time? I'm sorry. So, so, um, Where was I? Right. So, and and then the second reason—that's the first reason, in my opinion—and the second reason is because we fail to enlarge our spiritual life. Was what the book tells us, right? That's the reason. It's not an insufficient amount. It wasn't because I didn't dig a deep enough hole in my fourth step, or I haven't I haven't done the the, reached my ten step quota, right? That's not why we drink, right? The ten step is very simple process that make we make it so complicated. So, in any case, step 10, right? This brings us to step 10, which, we can, which suggests we continue to take inventory and continue to set right mistakes we get that, uh, as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we clean up the past. We've entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. Understanding and effectiveness, right? Doesn't say codependence and reliance on humans, doesn't say that understanding effectiveness this is not an overnight matter it should continue for a lifetime continue to watch for selfishness dishonesty resentment and fear period when these crop up comma we ask god at once to remove them period we discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. That doesn't mean when I'm pissed off at the driver in front of me, I need to pull over, say a prayer, and call my sponsor to break down while I'm in a rush to get to work because I'm, I feel my, my financial dependence is, is, is going to be threatened and people are going to think badly of me. No, that's not effective. It's not understanding either. I've worked, I'm working this process. I'm gaining understanding of the inner workings of my mind. My sanity is being restored, right? I didn't harm anyone. Nobody goes to jail for thinking crazy, right? You don't get locked up for for thinking about killing people or thinking about robbing a bank. You get locked up for robbing people, right? So I don't have to worry about my thoughts hurting someone, Hey, I just wanted to let you know I had a resentment against you yesterday because you didn't call me back when I left a message. I feel so much better now. How do you feel? That's not what a ten step is. That's just throwing my shit onto your shoulders so hopefully you can feel as bad as I feel. Right? That understanding and effectiveness. Right? It says when these crop up, we watch out. When you come, we ask God to remove them. Done. If I've harmed somebody. If you pissed me off and I decided to jam my car into the back of your car, right, and hurt you, well, I better talk about somebody about that, right? Or if I'm, you know, if if dishonesty, if dishonesty craps up and crops up, and I decide to tell a lie rather than tell the truth, like, hey, what'd you think about my share yesterday? <laughs> I thought it was stupid. That would just be fool. I, I don't have to. I don't have to be on it. I was I, a very funny story. I was in an AA meeting one time. Guy says, "Yeah, I was sitting with this guy. He was having an affair with another girl in AA, uh, and and uh, um, the guy's husband found out about it. And he never he never knew who the guy, who the guy he was having the affair with, but he knew he was from AA. So he crashes into the AA meeting. He walks. He i 'I'm looking for Steve. Where's Steve? Anybody knows where he is? I'm going to kill him.'" Everybody knew who Steve was, and nobody said, there's Steve, right? The honesty, oh, if he was rigorously honest, (laughs) oh, there's Steve right there, right? Understanding and effectiveness. There's plenty of things that go through my mind I don't need to be honest about. What I have to be honest about is What is, is what these foods have done to me, what my behaviors have done to me, what my actions have resulted in and how I've, and, and, and how I can't go there again, right? Rigorously honest, honest with the food, honest with my condition, right? I don't use that as an excuse to shy away from the truth, right? To shy away from the truth. If there's something that's deeply disturbing, something that, something that's causing me harm, well, I have resources for that. But I don't, but you know, I, I just like to do what the book says. I don't think that it, you know, they, they, this is the fourth edition of the book. They haven't rearranged any of the periods, commas, anything like that. They haven't decided to rewrite it. So I guess it's okay. I don't, and, and you know what, I don't, I don't have to dig into the archives to figure out what they meant or thought they meant or what color underwear the guy was wearing when he wrote it. I don't have to do any of that. It just says right here what to do. Pretty, pretty simple. You know, we talk about we talk about promises, right? They they only they call the thing. You know, talk about the books full of promise. The books full of results, right? They're only promises if they're going to happen. And they talk about the ninth step promises as they're going to happen as a result of these things, and they're all super super ambiguous. Oh, you will comprehend the word serenity? Okay, great. That's I comprehend lots of words. I know peace. There's lots of things I know. Doesn't say I'm going to be serene and peaceful. Right, it doesn't say that, but when it, when we get to the ten that promises, it says these things have happened. We have ceased fighting anything or even or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. I don't need to be. I don't need to feel comforted in my illness. You know what I mean? It's it's great the fellowship. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um. It, yeah. Total time, or any minute and time left, complete. Total I appreciate time. I appreciate the opportunity to share with you tonight. I hope that is something I said had some uh, had had some weight and depth, and uh, with that, I'll pass.
0: Amazing, thank you so much, Pete B. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine, if you're on the phone and Daisy will call on the raised hands in order. All right, Stephanie, can you please set the timer for three minutes for each share and announcement times are up? Thank you. All right, who would like to share? Victoria, kick us off.
2: Hi, I forgot
1: my pictures.
2: Sorry about that. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorry about
1: that. Um, Go ahead.
2: No, that's for, per- actually, I have a, I have a question with a, a brief preface as we sometimes do in this, in this meeting, I just, something that's been coming up for me over and over again. And I was reminded of yet again in the, the speaker's share. Thank you so much for doing this service for our meeting Um, that. Yeah. Like this is awesome. Right? Like I, I am a compulsive overeater. I am, I am an insulin manipulator, just like I have brown hair, just like I'm five foot two. I don't need to figure it out. I'm not go- I tried to figure it out. I can't figure it out. What I have is a solution. And what I tell other people in the program, but mostly as a verbal reminder to myself, is that I, the, there's, no, there's no step 14, 17, 18 that says, then we figure out everything. Um, and I always, I'm a scientist and I really wanna know why this works, I wanna know how it works, I wanna ask the question. Um, and the focus on simplicity in our, our lead tonight was really wonderful. So my question to our speaker is if you had more time to uh, wrap up cleanly and or show your photos, what would you
1: say to us? <laughs> If I had more time, I, I don't know, I, you know what, man, I just talk, you know, I don't prepare nothing. Like I just, I ask for guidance and direction. I just talk and hopefully I can stay on topic. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. If you get me in the morning, it's a whole nother story. It's a whole nother story. You got me at the end of the day, but, um, you know, I, I just, I always find it interesting how, um, there are, there are like, Like scientists and lawyers and doctors, you know, I went to school for ten years to get a four-year degree. I'm no genius, you know. Um, I just, I'm just blown away at the level of, you know, just advanced, you know, education people have. And then we have like simple subjects like phenomena, for 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 instance, right? Which means that you know, it's it's something there, but you can't explain where it came from. And yet we spend so much time trying to say where it comes from or what causes it or why we do it. And it's just, it's, it says phenomena. We don't know why let's just, you know, it's, it's, we have a we, they call the, the, the craving of phenomena and they and they, and the mental twists of phenomena. So there's no sense in saying we understand where it comes from. So we know how to solve it by doing these things. We, it just, it just doesn't make sense. That just mean, that's just saying that we answered it. And we, and if we answered it, they change it from phenomena to explained, that's it.
3: Thanks Pete, Amy. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Elena. Team Monday for October. Amy B, compulsive reader, living in a recovered state today. Thank you so much, Pete, for your share today. Um, for again, the stress on simplicity and for for connecting it to effectiveness. For the for the point of this is to grow in effectiveness. Um, and uh, I can't be very effective if I'm having to spend, you know, ten times the amount of time processing the wayward thought than the wayward thought actually takes to go through my head. Um, and I do appreciate the reminder that we do have to speak with someone if we've harmed someone. That the instruction is not about, you know, having to talk to somebody it's about making sure that we really do talk to somebody when we harm someone, I guess. Okay. But I do want to ask a question, which is, I just love the whole share. So I thank you. Um, but the first part of it, the continue to watch for the defects, what is that? What does that look like in a way that is active as opposed to passive The continue to watch for, if you have any thoughts on that, thank you.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I'm a ready fire aim person by nature, right? I'm shoot from the hip. When I feel it, I say it and do it and then and then worry about the consequences afterwards, right? Like what it looks like for me is I pause. I seek guidance and direction. When 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 I feel like I'm being my instincts are being threatened, right? My defects of character are being threatened, I try to think about the person who I'm engaged with or the situation that I'm facing is trying to do the same thing i'm trying to do just to protect their own right to establish themselves as who they are and acting in a way and i may find it offensive or insulting now do i is it necessary for me to point that out to somebody do i have to run and cower if it goes away like if i if my space gets violated right if you if like if you physically if i'm physically violated. Well, I will physically respond. I'm not going to call my sponsor to check and see if it's okay either, right? But I'm going to think about this person deserves the same amount of consideration, kindness, love, and support that I want. And if they don't give it, I think to myself, well, this person must be going through something that has nothing to do with me. How can I be of service? How can I be help? How can I be helpful? Same thing with regard to selfishness. I always want more. I want to be first in line. If there's a special, if there's a special seating assignment in the airplane, I want to be in the preferred group. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And you know what? Just because I'm not, I may get unhappy about it. I'm not going to run to the bar or the concession stand. I'm going to say, well, you're being selfish and inconsiderate. You don't deserve that. You, you, don't have the, you don't have the right amount of miles. I'm understanding and effectiveness. I'm using my intellect, which was given to me by the creator in a capacity that's been determined. And it says I'll be restored to sanity. That's sane, right thinking. I, and I don't need to check that to see if it is. It just sounds reasonable. Now, if I'm thinking to myself, Well, this guy dropped his wallet. He may have a card in there that shows that he's got in the preferred line. Well, that's going to violate what I believe my God, how my my God would have me live my life. And I'm not going to act in that way. And if I feel like the the impulse to do that is greater than I'm able to control, well, then I I mean, I'll go as far as into running to the bathroom and hit my knees and beg God to remove that, that merciless obsession. But I haven't encountered that in
3: my experience. I
1: hope that was helpful.
3: That was great. Thank you so much. Thanks to both of you.
0: Uh, Would anyone else like to share tonight or ask a question? Yeah, Michelle, go ahead. I can think of a question. Hi, this is Michelle Ozy. I'm a compulsive overeater in Michigan. Hi, Thank you for that share. I thought it was really interesting and uh, telling to hear about the experience of defining your abstinence as equally important to your alcoholism and that if you broke your abstinence, you broke your sobriety. Would you be willing to share more about that?
1: Yeah, you know, like I said,, um, you know, I, when I, when I first went to years anonymous, you know, I used to, I, I thought my compulsive reading was like the little sister to this dangerous disease, alcoholism I had, right? Like, oh my God, you know, it's, 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 it's an inconvenience, right? The fact I've been 300 pounds and 200 pounds, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, hard to explain, but I never, I, ne- I never gave the disease, The credibility, I don't know if credibility is the right word. I never took it as serious as I took alcoholism. Like I would never think in a million years to get up in the middle of the night and do a shot of vodka. You know what I mean? But get up in the middle of the night and have, you know, a half a jar of peanut butter. Well, that's, oh, that's fine. Right? Like, that's fine. I'll get back on track tomorrow. I, I, you know, I'll get, I'll get back on my diet and get my group support. Right. Um, And and the fact of the matter is, is I, you know, I I knew I had the condition, but I didn't, I I didn't concede to my innermost self, the severity of the condition. And therefore I always took it lightly. And when it, when it was put into that, when it was put into that, uh, you know, the, the way that she put it, that I had to take them both as serious it just demonstrated to me how significant the disease was. Look, in those 10 years while I was in and out, in and out, and you wouldn't even call it in and out, like around and out, around and out, basically, right? Those were, those were, you know, I, I, I just, you, they were just a, a means to stay on a, some kind of diet from some book I read or something like that, right? And, 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 um, you know, when, when I first, you know, when, when I, when I came back, I said to myself, well, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes, whatever is suggested to not pick up the first bite, right? I'm just going to do whatever, whatever it takes. And that was one of the things that was, uh, um, that was one of the things that was suggested and reluctantly I agreed and it made, and it put the disease into the right context for me and has kept me and has enabled me to take it as serious as it needs to be taken because it is that deadly serious. It's not about growing out of the uh, custom-made suits I just bought, right? It's it's more than that. Like when I eat, you're sure you can people can relate. I'm it's a, it's incomprehensibly demoralizing. I get I get first I get homicidal, then I get suicidal, and it's just not a pleasant place to be with you know three young children and a wife and a job and all these other things. It just it's it's just uh, it does the same thing to me that uh, cocaine and alcohol did to me.
0: Thanks Pete.
1: Kristen. Hi, I'm Kristen,
0: compulsive overeater. Um, I, uh, so when I, I talk myself out of 10 steps, like I'll be like, I don't really resent that person or I'm not really angry right now. And I somehow I've equated like needing a 10 step or like seeing those character, you know, seeing those problems is like, a flaw that if I admit myself the truth that there's something wrong with me and I'm not like I have this obsession with like doing OA right. And so I just was wondering if you can like talk about, you know, if you've ever felt like that or kind of how you get honest with yourself about those things.
1: Uh, I hope that, you know, you don't misunderstand. Like I'm not in denial. Like I'm like, I have a resentment. I, I acknowledge that I have a resentment. I acknowledge what's being threatened that causes me to have it. And I just do exactly what the book says, right? I ask God at once to remove them. Right. I don't say, I don't, I don't, I don't try to rationalize it. I just don't try to, I ask God at once to remove them. And then I move on because that's what it says to do. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm not living in this idea that I don't need to, that's what the 10 step is. And that's what I, that's what I do. It's, it's not a, 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 it's not a, I don't break out a sheet of paper and start making columns and then figure it out. And then I have a, I have an 11 step for that. Right. Uh, you know, so, so Um. I, so I don't, I don't, I don't talk myself out of doing the 10 step. That's what the 10 step is. It's just that we have a fellowship that has substantially, in my opinion, made it more than what the book says it is. And I realize that's not going to be getting me invited onto any special stage anytime soon or get me recognized on some kind of t-shirt, but that's what the book says. And, And, you know, like I said, there's a lot of smart people in here. If I told you this, if I said this to you, this medication may cause allergic reaction, period. Stop taking the medication and go to emergency room if you get allergic reaction, right? Would you stop taking the medication if you didn't get an allergic reaction? It's if is the condition, if we've harmed someone, if we've harmed someone, then we have to help. I I mean, like I said, I'm welcome. I'm, I'm happy to be, you know, you could stop me right in the middle me no this is this is this is what it says but you know i i they told me what a period was in elementary school they told me what a comma was in elementary school and they told me what question marks are i don't see i don't see them here
0: awesome thank you pete so we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions and shares daisy can you please stop the recording